my name is Angie Falsic. I'm the owner of Positive Canine. Welcome to Positive Canine, It's All About the Dogs, where we talk about all things, well, dogs, ranging from obedience, canine fitness, sport training, behavior problem solving, and time management. Welcome to the podcast. Good evening, everybody. How are you tonight? Tonight, we are doing an open Q&A on any canine fitness question that you have. Doesn't matter whether it's on warm-ups, it's on cool-downs, is it on programs, whatever it is that you have a, fit, a question on, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So if you didn't get a chance to post a question before and you're here live with me tonight, thanks for joining in. Go ahead and post up a question. We'll still be able to have time to get to it. Um, but I did have a couple of questions that were posted and I do want to address those. And then I had, um, I have a, a question or two that a lot of people ask me about canine fitness. And so we're going to address those as well. My name is Angie Falstick. I am the owner of Positive Canine. And one of my big passions is helping people with sport and working dogs, helping build up some canine fitness and conditioning programs and develop the, the fitness level of those dogs so that they can perform their sport or their job better and do it safely, and also help people with companion dogs and teach them about the importance of canine fitness and how that can help their dogs live longer, healthier, happier lives. So if you're here live with me tonight, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining in. Put up a comment, say hello, let me know that you're here. If you're watching this on the replay, um, thanks for coming back. Let me know that you came back on the on the replay. If you have a question that you just like, you know what, I didn't get a chance to ask it, but it's a super important question. I really need to get an, uh, a, an answer for it. Go ahead and post it or, or make a new post on it. And I'm sure it's gonna be something that everybody's gonna be interested in. And we'll go ahead and address it. So I wanna start out tonight. There were a couple of questions that were submitted. Um, hey, Katie, how are you? So glad that you could join us. Um, let me know if you didn't get a chance to post a question, if you still, um, if you've got something that you want to put up. Um, but there was a question posted about cool downs and um, both Pam and Jolene, um, Pam posted the original question and then Jolene jumped in and said, yeah, I definitely want to know about that. Um, so one of the reasons that we do cool downs, like let's talk about that first because the, her question was, how long do I have to do the cool down? What are the things that I'm looking for in a cool down? So that's a really great question. A lot of people either miss the cool down process altogether um, or aren't quite sure how long they do it and what they need to be looking for to make sure that they've done a proper cool down routine. So that's a great, great question. Um, so I just want to put up a couple of um, posts about that. Um, some things that we want to, you know, like I want to talk about why cool downs are important to begin with. So remember when we've talked about it, it we've talked about how it reduced, we want it to reduce the heart rate and reduce the body temperature back to what the pre-workout, pre-exercise state was. So whatever their heart rate was, whatever their body temperature is on a normal basis, that's what we're looking for. So if you don't know what that is, you've got to find that out. So 
if you don't know what their what their base heart rate is or what their average temperature is, their body temperature is, you're not really going to know is my dog back to that point after this big workout. So that's one of the first things that you want to do is make sure that you know what the normal is, what the normal heart rate, the normal body temperature is, not you know without having doing any kind of workout or exercise. So that's important as well. And then when you are doing your cool down routine, that's the sign that you're looking for. So if your dog is really panting heavily, your chances are that heart rate is not, has not come down to the point where you want it. Um, and the body temperature hasn't come down to the point that you want it. If the tongue is really wide, um, other than the fact that they might need a little bit of water, um, body temperature probably isn't down to where you, where you want it. If their ears are red, if they're inside of their ears, if their gums are still red, um, if the tongue is really red, body temperature is not down to where you want it. Um, heart rate is not down to where you want it. So if the body is still quivering some, not from muscle twitching, but like when Ziva, when your dog first gets done, like today, when I was doing um, some training with Ziva and I was doing my cool down with her and she, um, after maybe four or five minutes, I let her take a drink of water and she just lay down in the shade. Her, the side, when she's laying down on her side, I could see her body still doing this. So I knew that her heart rate wasn't anywhere near where I need it to be for the proper cool down. So those are a couple things to watch for. Um, we also want to remember some of the reasons why it's so important to do the cool down is it eliminates the toxins. So when we, we've got to have stretching as part of our cool down. If all you're doing is walking, which is great, don't get me wrong, we got to walk the dogs without a ball, without a toy, it's not trotting, it's a casual walk and we walk them as long as they need it. Because there's gonna be some factors that are gonna play in there. Um, how long did you work out? How, what kind of condition is your dog in? What's the temperature outside? What's the humidity outside, right? So all those factors come into play when you're deciding how long should I do a cool down? So your cool down routine may be different one day than, or the length of it may be different one day than the other, even though maybe your workout was very similar. But so like today it was 86 degrees. In a couple of days from now, it's gonna be back down to 60 degrees, thankfully. So the, the, the time frame for your cool down is gonna be different today than it will be towards the weekend when it gets much cooler out because the dogs aren't overheating as much. The heat plays a, a factor in that. Um, but eliminating the toxins through stretching is one of the reasons why it's so important to do this cool down. We wanna make sure that lactic acid is breaking up. We wanna make sure that the muscles are elongating and we're not getting any potential for stiffness, for soreness, for cramping. Um, we also, you know, um, cool down, or yeah, cool downs also promote recovery. Um, they help aid in the muscle repair. So anytime that we're doing any kind of strenuous exercise or we're doing any kind of workout, sport workout, sport training, we have these little micro tears in the muscles that occur both in us and in the dogs. So the cool down process helps repair that and bring that dog back to the state that they were prior to the workout. 
So the length of your cool down, Pam, um, to answer your question is number one, going to depend on a few things. One, what, what was your, what did your workout entail? Um, how good a condition is the dog in? What's the temperature outside? What's the humidity outside? And do you know what the normal heart rate and normal uh, body temperature is for each of your dogs? And if you don't, then I would, I would find that out during their resting period um, and maybe take it, you know, a couple days, two or three days in a row and, and get, make sure that it's consistent. Um, and then that way, you know what the normal is. You know, we've talked about that with other things. What's normal for your dog in these, in your gait, in the walking, in the trotting, in how they sit and how they stand and how they lay down. Because if we don't know what the normal is, how are we going to know what's abnormal? How are we going to know when something isn't right? If we don't really pay attention and develop that critical eye for what is normal, and then when something's off, just even a hair, we're like, okay, that's not right. And I'll give you an example. Last week in training, um, both this yesterday and last Tuesday at the training field, and then again, when I was doing some training with her on Thursday, I noticed, and it was so subtle. It was, if I, if I wasn't paying as close attention as I do to her, to Ziba, I probably would have missed it. It was that subtle. She had, and it wasn't consistent. She had just, just a little hair on her right on her right rear where she just would every once in a while, just like a hair different from her left, a little different weight change in how much weight she put onto her right leg. And it was so subtle. Like I had to keep watching it and watching it to make sure I knew what I was looking at, that I, that I really was seeing what I thought I saw. It was that subtle. So I saw it last Tuesday in training, stretched her out more, really paid attention to it over the next couple of days. Um, it didn't change. Then on Sunday, I saw it again, but again, it was extremely subtle. And then when I took her in for her chiropractic today, her left hip was a little higher than her right. So her right leg had to come up just a little higher to compensate, but it was just ever so slightly. So really knowing what is normal for your dog will be really important to know when something is abnormal, even when it's that subtle. So when you're doing your warm up and your cool down exercises, that's the time to really pay attention to what's going on with your dog. So take that extra time that you need for that cool down, let them walk everything off. And while, you're, while they're walking, make sure that you are watching their gait. Watch how are they stepping correctly? Are, is the weight the same um, on all four on all four feet? Are they favoring anything just a little bit? You know, are they walking straight or are they starting to walk a little bit off to the side? Um, but, you know, those are all little things that we have that opportunity during the cool down to watch for. Is the head bobbing a little bit? Is it coming down as they step on their right feet? Or is the head going up as they step on their front feet? 
those are indications that there may be a little bit of soreness in either the the front part of the shoulders or the or the cervical area or there's something going on with the rear part of the leg or the rear part of the body and or the hips or the legs so as they step on their front if the head's going down that's going to indicate something in the rear if they step down on their front leg and they lift up, now they're trying to relieve pressure onto the shoulder, okay, onto the front end. So those are just little things to take um, to take into consideration. Um, so Pam, I hope that answers your question. And Jolene, I know you followed up on that. Um, hey, Becky, nice to have you join us. You've got a question. When building condition in a dog, is it best to do a little every day or give a day in between? And does this change with age? Cool down has been helping with karma. Oh, great. Um, those are really great questions. So let's talk about the first one. Um, is, it, is it best to do a little bit each day or give a day in between? So that is gonna depend on the condition of the dog to begin with. How, what's the age of the dog? Um, what type of condition is the dog in? How, what kind of exercise have they been doing? So like Becky, with your dogs, your dogs are super active. They're in basically, I mean, all of our dogs can be in better condition, but your dogs are basically in, in good condition. Your, your middle age, like, like your young ones, like from Yogi's age up to like Karma's age are, are just in really good condition. The puppies are in good condition, but they're developing differently. And then Ivana, who's older, um, still great cardiovascular, just needs to build some muscle tone, mainly just because she had puppies and she's been not working out as much. Um, and of course, Tucker, being your old guy, um, hasn't had as much activity. So his situation is going to be different. The key is having a, an assessment done on your dogs to see what their strengths and what their weaknesses are, are gonna help determine what the best training program is gonna be. So there's not really a pat answer for that. It's not gonna be the same for every dog. For example, strength training, you don't wanna do every day. Um, even on the dogs that are in really good condition, I don't do strength training with Ziva every day. I do it with her three to four times a week pretty intense strength training. And then maybe um, I'll do like a minor thing one other day, um, just kind of depends on how everything else falls. But on dogs that haven't been involved in a specific fitness program, probably strength training, start out with two days a week, maybe three at the most, and then balance that with what are, what are you doing on your, like your IPO days. So your IPO days, you're gonna have endurance, you're gonna have so your cardio, you're gonna have stretching, you're gonna have flexibility, you're gonna have balance and you're gonna have strength training. So you don't wanna do anything extra on those days. And then on the next day, maybe you do some balance work and some stretching, but not strength training and not endurance work because that may be, that may cause too much soreness. So you have to look at what are the other things that you do with your dogs? What condition are your dogs in? and what is their, their age. Um, generally, I like to give like an every other day on the strength training. Flexibility for the most part, give or take a few reasons why you wouldn't, but flexibility, some light stretching can be done pretty much every day. Um, some of your balance work that doesn't involve strengthening also 
can be done, you know, three to four times a week. Like if they're walking on planks or they're walking on logs or they're walking on telephone poles. I mean, those are nice proprioception exercises. So I, I personally wouldn't have an issue with dogs doing that three or four times a week. Um, but if you're doing balance work on a peanut or balance work on the donut or balance work on a, on a, um, like a bench that you find at the park and is rickety, now you're doing strength training along with the balance because you've got stabilizing muscles that are being involved. So now you've got two components going on there. So you have to kind of take all of that into consideration. Um, so like the fitness program that I did for Karma, you'll see I don't have strength training every day. And, we, and I wrote down your IPO days and then rest days after that. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Um, there's not, there's not a, a pat way to do it for every dog. Um, age definitely plays a, a part of it. Um, the condition of the dog, what other things you do with the dog, um, all those things play, play a factor in that. Um, so I hope that answers your, your question. Um, one of the other questions that um, Jolene had and um, Becky, I know this will be of interest to you as well, because you and I have talked about this um, here and there, is how do you integrate canine fitness with you and your dog together? And I think what Jolene was asking is like, she already runs with Roxy and Becky, you run um, with a couple of your dogs, you bike with a couple of your dogs, but and, the, and that's great. That's doing fitness with your dogs. But is there are there other things that we can do where we're getting a workout and our dogs getting a workout at the same time? And if you think about how can you mirror a particular exercise or a position or a position change that your dog does, how can you mirror that same type of, of movement in something that you do? And so I'll give you an example. Um, and so basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to match exercises with you and your dog. How can we have the same, basically the same exercise that your dog does and that you're doing? So I'll give you an example, push-ups. While you're doing push-ups, if you're on the floor, when you go down, your dog is in front of you facing you, you put your dog, your dog goes into a down. When you push your arms up, then you, your dog goes into a stand. When you go back down, your dog goes into a down. So you both are working out together. So your dog is getting core work, you're getting core work. Your dog is working um, rear end on a down to stay. You're working shoulders and chest. So even though you're, you're both working core, the dog on a down to a stand is working rear and uh, I'm sorry, is working front end and then, and then you're working front end. If your dog was doing a sit to a stand, they're working rear. Um, so a way that you could integrate that is you could do your push-ups with you having your arms, your hands on a chair or on a bench 
and your legs are out at an angle. And when you go down, your dog goes into a sit. When you come back up, your dog does a kickback stand. So now they're, now they're doing squats while you're doing the pushups. You could also do squats. As you're going down into the squat, your dog sits. As you come up, your dog does a kickback stand. So if you think about how the different exercises and the different movements that your dogs do, how can you match that with an exercise for your dog? Or what could they do that is similar to what you're doing? So I'll give you another example. Um, tricep exercise. When you are, you know, how you put your back to a chair and you put your hands behind you and you and your legs are bent, you could have your dog's front paws up on your knees, either from the side or from the front. And when you go down, your dog starts to go down, but he's he can be standing or he can be sitting. And then when you come up, you're raising your the dog's paws up a little bit because your knees are going to move a little bit as you do that. They're not going to move a lot, but they're going to move a little bit. But if your dog's front paws are on your knees and they are standing, they are strengthening their back end while you're doing a tricep exercise. Um, another thing that you guys could do if you want to do something different for endurance is set a toy out maybe 50 feet, 75 feet, and you both sprint to that toy. And then, and you do, and it takes however long, it takes what, 20 seconds, 30 seconds to sprint to that toy. And then you walk back and you remember on interval training, you can either do it one to two ratio or one to four ratio. So let's say it took you 30 seconds to sprint. Now you take a minute to walk. And then you set the ball down and then you walk away. Now you're ready for the sprinting part of your interval training. You could also, um, while you're doing planks, have your dog be in a downstay where they have to stay in that position. And now they're working core work while you're doing core work. So you can see how, if you think about some of the different fitness exercises that you're already doing with your dog, what exercises do you have in your fitness routine that could mirror or that you could do together? Um, let's say lunging. While you're doing a walking lunge, your dog could be walking backwards in front of you. So every time you take a step to do a walking lunge, your dog has to take a step backwards or probably two, depending on how big your lunge is. Then you take your other leg out and you do another walking lunge and your dog takes a step backwards or two steps backwards. Um, you could do a stationary lunge and your dog could go into a bow for a nice stretch. So there's different things that you could do taking the exercises that are in your routine and then think about the exercises that you have developed for your dog and how can you mirror them? How can you match them closely so that you guys can do stuff together? So think about some stretching, think about some strengthening, think about your endurance. And then of course, 
always make sure that both of you do a warm up ahead of time and some stretching, and then make sure you're both doing a cool down and some stretching at the end of your cool down. So you're getting healthy together. You're spending time with your dog. You're getting canine fitness. You're, you have to have obedience for these kind of things, which is going to be the next topic we're going to talk about. Um, so you're doing train, you're doing behavioral training slash obedience. You're doing canine fitness training. You're doing your training and you're spending time with your dog and bonding more with your dog. So, um, great, great question, Jolene. I, I love that. I had a lot of fun, um, coming up with, uh, some ideas for that. Um, Becky says, yes, it helps. Oh, good. Crumb is doing better tracking and has more endurance in the routine when she has a day off of running in between. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, if you think about the, the recovery that they need while they're building up that, that cardiovascular. So when I was doing um, swimming on a regular basis with Ziva over the summer, we would go, there would be, depending on what we were doing, we would go two days in a row and then we would take a day off. And then I would do one day, take a day off, one day, take a day off, two days, take a day off. So depending on what other things I had going on with her would depend on whether I took a day off, but they have to be able to build all that back up. If you go every day, every day, every day, they're going to be tired. They're, they're, their whole body is not going to have a chance to recover. And then that, again, that's where you have the chance of potential injury. So if they're weak, if they're tired, they're not going to be able to perform well. And when that happens, things get sloppy. And when things get sloppy, that's when, that's when we have some injuries. So um, kind of tying into this, one of the questions that I get a lot is, what does my dog need to know? to get started in canine fitness. And this ties in with the other things that we were just talking about, because you're not gonna be able to get your dog to do some of these things if they don't have some of these foundation skills. So um, that's the next thing that I wanna talk about is what are just some basic foundation skills that you're gonna need for your dog to be able to do, to be able to not just do canine fitness, whether you're involved or not, as far as the fitness side, I mean, obviously you're involved because you're right there, but if you're just guiding your dog through it, but if you're involved in the fitness part of it as well, so the two of you are doing it together, these skills are going to be really important because you're going to be busy focusing on your form. You aren't going to want to have to worry about is, can my dog do some of these foundation skills? You should already teach these ahead of time. And some of the basics are making sure that your dog can do a proper sit, a balanced sit, which means they do a tuck sit. They don't do a rock sit. We don't want the body rocking back because they end up sitting back onto their hips incorrectly. And they end up sitting off to one side many times, which of course we don't want that either. We want a nice square sit. We want the butt to tuck in so that the front, the rear feet are right behind the front feet. And we want that dog sitting up tall. And we want them to be able to stay there. They can't just go into a tuck sit and then get up. You're not gonna be able to do some of these exercises together if your dog can't stay in that position. And part of staying in that position is having a good core. Same thing with the down. 
you've got to have your down your dog be able to go into a sphinx down position and ideally you want that from the stand if you don't have a balanced sit you're not going to have a balance down so a lot of people will have their dog sit and then put them into the down but before they go into the down they're already out of position they're already starting to roll over onto that hip and then they go into a down and now they're rolled onto the hip which that totally defeats the purpose. You've got no core work going on there when you're, when the hip is rolled over on the down and you've got pressure on the side of the hip, whether they're in a sit or a down on the side that they're lying on. And then the other side is getting weak because it's not getting used. So it totally defeats the purpose. Hey, Colleen, how are you? Wow, it's really nice to see you, stranger. It's been a while since you've been able to make a Monday Night Live. I love that you're here. Are you done teaching tonight or did you or did you have a day off? Did you have a night off from teaching? Is it in between terms? So great to have you. Um, so sit, stay, and a down stay, but in proper form is what we're looking for. Um, and being able to stand and stay in a stand position. So have them go from a sit to a stand, from a down to a stand, and have them be able to stay in that stationary stand position for even a short period of time. So those three are like absolute basics that, that they all have to be able to do um, to start some of this fitness. Some other things that are very, very helpful and will help be able to like do a little bit more, not, I don't want to say advanced exercises, but kind of add to some of the other um, exercises that come off the floor. So um, front feet targeting, like a pause up or targeting um, target disc. Rear feet targeting is gonna be important. Rear end awareness, being able to know how to move that back end um, and being able to back up. Those sit down, stand, back up, front target, rear target, um, and hand targeting. Those are really your basics um, that all dogs, if you're going to really get some good canine fitness exercises with them, whether you're doing it, they're doing it by themselves, or you're joining in together. Um, because again, if you're trying to work on your form in a squat or your form in a lunge or your form in a push-up, um, or watching and, and paying attention to where you're running, if you guys are sprinting together or you're running together, you're, you know, you don't want to have to worry about whether your dog can perform a basic exercise. You want them to already know that stuff. So you want to work on that stuff first and then continue to work on it, continue to get it better and better as you guys then start your, um, your program together. So, um, so I know Jolene wasn't able to make it live. Her internet um, doesn't, allow for her to be able to do that. So she's going to watch this on the replay. So Jolene, when you're watching on the replay, um, I hope I answered your question, um, kind of gave you some ideas, um, some different types of exercises that you can do and your dog can do both of you together. But really the idea is that you think about um, matching the exercises. So if you want your dog to do a stretch, what stretching exercise could you do that would be similar and you could do together? If you're gonna be going up and down, what exercise could you have your dog do where they're going up and down? Are they going from a sit to a stand 
or are they going from a down to a stand? Um, if you um, if you're okay with your dog crawling while you're doing an army crawl or you're doing a plank or maybe you're doing some lunging, maybe your dog does a crawl. Um, while you're doing while you're doing a plank, your dog crawls underneath you. How's that? Like that's an exercise, a canine fitness exercise for your dog. And you're doing a plank, which is working core. So now you've got them dual together. So you can see how if you get a little creative, you can think about the fitness exercises that you're doing on the human side. And then what could your dog do? How do you, how do you dance together with fitness? So it just takes a little bit of creativity, but hopefully some of the ideas that, um, that I gave you were, uh, were helpful. Um, hey, Colleen, we're doing an open Q&A tonight. Um, so if you have a, a quick question on, um, on something fitness related, um, that's what we're doing tonight. We started out talking about um, Pam's question on how long do we do a cool down? And um, we talked about why it's important and what we're looking for, what signs that we're looking for to know that our cool down is, has been functional and, and we're getting the benefit of it that we, that we want. Um, and then Jolene had a question about how to integrate fitness, the human fitness with the dog fitness so they can do it together. Um, Becky had a question on um, how often do we do some of these exercises and what, what are the considerations that we take into um, when we're thinking about how often we do particular things in our canine fitness plan. So those were, those were the three um, top questions that we had. And then I threw in the, like one of the most common questions that I get is how, what do I, what, my, what is the basics that my dog needs in order to, um, to be able to get started? And that's when we talked about the foundation skills. So um, unless somebody has another question, either on something that we've talked about tonight or, um, stuff that we have, um, maybe in a question that you've, that's popped up on, I'm just going to check the chat box. Um, yeah, Becky says it's amazing seeing the physical exhaustion show up in the intensity of tracking and the problem solving, which is mental. Yeah. It's, I mean, when, when I track with Ziva and Becky knows this, um, she's, she is panting so hard by the time we're done tracking on the days that she has to really think. When I lay a, a, a track that she has to really problem solve, she is, she is mentally exhausted and physically exhausted. Um, it, some of you have seen some videos and photos of, of Ziva tracking and I, you know, she gets some really good strength training in when she tracks because of how she tracks. Um, so I get a little bonus there, but, um, but she's also really tired um, at the end of the track. The nice thing about her is that she has the drive that no matter how tired she is, that she has the drive to finish the track. So, so I've got a bonus there with her um, because she just loves it so much um, that she's never not going to finish a track. Um, I think, you know, a couple of times we've seen her have to have to take a mental break and she has gone into a down on the track when there wasn't an article there. She's like, oh my God, my brain is like on overload. Um, 
but she's never not finished a track. So there's the physical side um, of, and most people don't think of tracking as being that exhausting. And there are some dogs that are just very, you know, they just go right along and they just track and there's not a whole lot of exhaustion to it. But with the type of tracking that we do, there's, there's more, there's more problem solving that has to be involved because it's so much more precise. Um, it's, it's not trailing. Um, so not that trailing isn't a challenge as well, but, um, but there's, there's some more challenges, different challenges in this type of tracking that adds mental on top of physical. So that's actually a really good point, Becky. Um, when you guys are thinking about the different exercises that you want to do with them, make sure you're thinking about the mental component as well as the physical component. So that's a really, really great point. In fact, I want to, I want to put that up. So, um, mental and physical components. Um, those are things you want to, you want to take into consideration. So like Jolene, when you're thinking about an exercise that you can match, make sure that the mental side of it is, is not going to be overly strenuous because you're going to be focusing on your exercise and your form and making sure that you're doing yours right. You're not going to be able to focus as much on hers and whether she knows the exercise or not. Um, so make sure she knows it when you're doing them, doing them together. So that's a really, really good point on that. Um, Becky, that was great. That was a great point. Okay, you guys, um, unless I'm just gonna check the chat box one more time. If nobody has any other questions, again, feel free. If you've got something that, that comes up later on, you're like, oh my God, I didn't get a chance to ask or I didn't think about it. Go ahead and post it, or like I said, better yet, put up a, a new post, make a new post about it, and just make it a question of the day for us. And um, then we'll we'll kind of you know collaborate as a group. I'll come in and I'll put my my suggestions and my thoughts on it. But if anybody else has other suggestions and thoughts on it, we can come in and collaborate as a as a group. So um, be sure to go back and check on some posts. There's been some posts over the last few days. We've got some new members. Um, be sure to go in and welcome them and say hello and introduce yourselves. Um, for those of you who are new members, please introduce yourselves, share a video or a photo of your dogs, um, and let me know if there's any fitness questions or goals that you have with your dogs. So um, help be supportive with the group. Go back and check the posts and, and add some comments and welcome people. And um, it's just a, it's a really great way to just keep things going with this. So I hope you guys have a really good night and I want you to think about some of the stuff that we talked about today, um, being uh, having that critical eye on your cool down and watching for that heart rate to go back to normal, watching for the, um, the body temperature to go back to normal, knowing what is normal versus you know a change. Um, that's gonna be really important in all aspects of, of dog training, canine fitness. Um, and then if you get a chance um, and you're doing some exercise with your dog this week, you know, get a photo of that or shoot a video, put it up on a tripod, have somebody else take a, take a picture and let's, uh, let's share what you guys are doing with your dogs this week. So have a really good night and thanks for, uh, thanks for the great questions um, 
and I will talk with you soon. All right. Bye-bye. today's podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to the channel and hit the like button if you enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to check out my business Facebook page, Positive Canine Obedience. And if you're into canine fitness, check out my free Facebook group, Canine Fitness Fun. Have a fabulous day. Happy training.